I know a lot of you who are here today feel like you've tried so many things in your photography business. Maybe you started out doing a lot of free sessions to build your portfolio, and then maybe you got the confidence to charge a little bit and things changed. You realize that, hey, this is a lot of work. What? Photography makes me happy, but now that I'm getting some success, is it worth it for the little bit that I'm making and the amount of time and all of myself that I'm pouring into this? as the challenges have stacked up and you you may even question, is this at all possible for me? Well, today I'm excited for you to meet Tabitha Henderson. She's a Mobile, Alabama photographer who was working two part-time jobs as she tried to build up her photography business in anticipation of, I don't know, starting a family in the future. Yeah, but for years, the money just wasn't there until she worked with my team and I to make the change to boutique. Now she's had four clients pay her $23,000 in total, and she's been freed from the day job grind. I'm so glad you're here and you're not gonna want to step away for one second. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time. I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Welcome, Tabitha. Thank you for <laughs> joining me because your story has to be heard. Thank so, you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. So share a little bit about your backstory. Where do you live? What's your family? What's your personal life look like? Yeah. So I live in lower Alabama. Um, I've been married for three years. We don't have any kids yet, but we do have two dogs, which are kind of our children, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They become your kids. I love that. So no kids, newly married, what, where has photography always fit into your business? You mean kind of into my life? Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Where does it fit into your life? Yeah, no. So I kind of always knew like after high school that this is what I wanted to do specifically because I wanted to be a mom and a wife and I wanted to have a business that I could fit around having children and making my own hours and not having to go to work and put my kids in daycare or anything. I wanted to be home but still working for myself. So that yeah. was kind of always the end goal. I just didn't really know how to achieve that. So where did that dream come from? I'm curious, were your parents entrepreneurial or were they the opposite? Like, where did that dream get planted in you? Like the, we always talk about the, the giraffe and the turtle and being the giraffe, like where did that come from? When did you realize you were different? Yeah, so it was definitely my mom. She raised us alone for most of our life after my dad passed and I saw how we went from having her around all the time to her having to work full time to support us, her four children after my dad passed away. And once I got married, I'm like, I want to be 
like her, strong and able to still help my family, but also being able to be there for everyone um, like she was in my younger years. So it was definitely my mom, who is an amazing woman. But then once I got married, I knew I didn't just want to work all day and constantly missing my husband like I have been for the past two years. We just worked opposite schedules and almost never saw each other. So I didn't want to keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And you were working a couple jobs because yes. what were you telling yourself? My photography will take off. So the, was that a part-time thing? Honestly, it really wasn't until I got married and my husband pushed me to pursue it as photography. It was kind of just a little hobby to start with. Um, so when I was working two jobs, that didn't last long. Once I, he was like, hey, why are you doing this when you know this is what you want to be your end goal? Like, quit the second job, just work the one and start pursuing your photography goal. So that kind of started happening about two years ago. But I had no clue where to start, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It was just, you know, photographing friends for free half the yeah. time, trying to build a portfolio, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So what? So you were thinking that I'll just start doing it, right? Giving stuff away. What were you um, doing as far as like, where were you getting information? Were you Googling or where were, where were you getting the ideas? Honestly, so many different places. There's all sorts of information out there, but it's all scattered. And I would sit for hours looking up YouTube videos, other podcasts, just trying to like duct tape a business together from, you know, 30 different people who are all doing different things. So it didn't work for, at all. I mean, I got a couple digital clients, but in the beginning, I mean, I was barely charging 50 bucks in that first year. So, okay. Okay. And, and did, I think I had a handful of clients the whole year. You, what was the vision? Was it like, as I get better, I can maybe charge a hundred dollars or $200. Was it always thinking it was a digital file model that you had to be in? Oh yes, absolutely. I honestly, had never even thought about printing my own work. Yeah, I always assumed everyone wants digital files, especially in, you know, a social media age. So yeah, I mean, I wanted to work up to charging more. Eventually I worked up to charging 150 and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm making big bucks, like $150. Yeah. yeah. Which then, in in that year, I think I made a total of $1,000 for the whole year. That wow. was it. And I turned around and bought a camera with that. I upgraded my camera. So then I didn't even have any money at the end of the year at all. Yeah. Yeah. So was that frustrating? Oh, so frustrating. I mean, I would go months just waiting for an inquiry on my web, like someone to go in and fill my website uh, inquiry to book a session. And I mean, I wasn't doing anything. Like I was just waiting for them to come to me. And that obviously doesn't work. The field of dreams, marketing strategy, right? Build it. And yes. come. If I put a, if I put an order form or a, a booking link on my website, they'll fill it out. Yeah. That's and kind of what I was hoping. Okay. And I, I see a lot of people like staying busy, working, like telling themselves I'm working on my business. So in the, in that time, is that what you are doing? Like sitting down at the computer and like telling yourself I'm working on my business. Oh my gosh. Yes. I would spend entire months putting together my website and like, you know, email automations, like so that if someone did come, I would, you know, know exactly what I wanted to say. So I was working constantly um, and improving like my photography skills all that time as well. But I wasn't actually getting any clients, but I was busy all the time and yeah. still working the part-time job. That's the weirdest part about it, isn't it? How can we be so busy and not have any clients and money coming in? I, I, I had been in that place too. And I totally get that. What was your husband saying in all of this? And did either of you ever say like, maybe you should quit? Maybe you should do something else. Like this clearly isn't 
working out so great? Or what was that conversation like? So I actually have an amazing husband who pretty much supported me the entire time. I was actually the one about a year into it and was saying, you know, I don't think this is going to work out. Maybe I should look for a different kind of remote job or something. And he was actually the one that pushed me. And he was like, no, this is really what you want to do. Just keep looking, keep trying to figure it out. So I have an amazing husband who has definitely supported me through all of it. Wow. I love it. I wish everyone listening could say, I have that person in my life who's telling me, no, this is what you're meant to do. Mm. Right. Or, or if we even had that own voice in our head, because we are the first to doubt ourselves. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Tabitha in that time, had you ever thought of making prints and printing your artwork and offering that? Or were you just solely focused on more clients and not even just thinking, just assuming everybody wanted digitals? I remember at one point considering offering it, but I didn't know how or where to do that. So I, I genuinely remember talking to my husband about it and being like, this is something I could try, but I don't really know how to do that. And I don't even have any clients right now. So I'm not even going to look into it. I'm just going to continue with what I see everybody else doing. Cause obviously that's working for other people. Right. Yeah. Why did you think it was working for other people? I'm curious. Social media straight up. I mean, you, you see people doing it on social media, so that must mean it works, but that isn't necessarily true. I mean, you have no idea that could have just been a friend with a free shoot. I mean, yeah. So yeah, social media. Yeah. So you, you evidently came across our training where I'm teaching boutique and I'm showing you this new way. I think you probably were in a challenge. Were you not? Yes, I was last um, year. And so you were there and you were listening to me talk about this different way, right? Giving the the metaphor of like a fast food restaurant where everything's quick and easy and just a box here, take it versus a sit down restaurant and that there's a different way. What opened up for you when you first heard that? Honestly, my initial thoughts when I first heard your teaching was just, oh, wow, that's scary. That's different. I've never even considered it. But as I, you know, got to day two of, of your challenge or what, I, I just kept listening. And I'm like, you know what? This makes so much more sense. Like, just as a photographer and an artist, why wouldn't we want to have our artwork actually hung up on a wall? Like, why do we just want it on our phones, on social media? Like, that that doesn't do it justice. So from an art standpoint, I was like, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense. And then thinking about it for my clients, I'm like, I'm barely been serving them. Like, I, I send off a digital uh online gallery and then like I don't talk to them again like I don't know if they're happy with what they got I don't know what they do with it afterwards so having the opportunity to actually deliver them printed artwork and seeing it hung in their home is like why didn't I really think about this before because like that that seems almost like a duh statement like that's the finished product whereas yeah. I've just been delivering like half the work you know yeah yeah not cooking the meal just giving them the ingredients to go figure yeah. it out on their own yeah. What was the resistance coming at you? Was it like, I'm not good enough. I'm too young. I can't charge that. Like when you started looking at, oh, I have to charge more than I'm giving it all. Like what was coming at you in the doubt category? Honestly, everything you just said. My first thought was I'm too young. No one's going to take me seriously. Or I have only been photographing for a couple of years and I still am learning all of, I'm still learning some of the settings on my camera. There's no way anybody is going to want printed artwork of someone who's still learning. Um, and also, yeah, definitely the money. I was like, I don't know if I could ask somebody for that much money. Like that seems crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so funny because I, I think every student of mine who learns the right way to do it comes in with those same thoughts, right? I think everybody, were you thinking, oh, everyone else is so much better? Like it can be possible for other people? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that it was possible for other people from you and some of your students. So I knew like people were out there doing it and I had heard about, you know, in-person sales before, but I just thought, people probably you know the people doing this are people that have been in business for like 10 years probably they know exactly what they're doing someone who's been doing it for two years is not going to be able to be at that same level so wow. yeah lots of resistance wow okay so what what changed your mind like you you evidently obviously went in and you did our course called boutique breakthrough and you had to make a significant investment to get into that program how did you justify that and what was like how were you like oh i need the answer like how, what was in your mind Again, it goes back to my amazing husband. We sat down and talked about it afterward. And I was like, I know that I want this to be my end goal. I want to be running my own business, making my own hours so we can start a family. And this makes more sense. And it's all put together in a nice little tidy package. So I'm not having to go to 30 different people to get the information. So that is a big plus and saves on time. But mainly, if I didn't do something, nothing was going to change. Like if if I kept trying to do what I was doing, I knew that I wasn't getting results. So why would I keep trying that? I mean, isn't that the definition of insanity? It is. You gave me goosebumps because I, I it's so true. Why do we do that? It's not working. So I'll do more of it because <laughs> yeah. if a little doesn't work more of it, you know, and, and actually that's my story. I started getting a lot of clients that at $75 and it was costing me 65 because it was in film. So like it was even worse when I succeeded because I had even less time. So your mm -hmm. husband is the, is, was the one that cheered for you, which again, I wish everybody had that, but he said, what, what were his words? Like, what did he say? I told him that I was scared to invest that much money. Um, and he told me, he's like, okay, well you just need to keep moving and you just can't fail. Like you've got this. And once, once you get in the program, you just need to do the work. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digging. I'm doing the work. I will do the work. I love it. I love it. So you came in and I, and I talk about people investing in themselves because that's part of the process, right? Like, had you ever invested in yourself before? No, I was definitely trying all the freebies and listening to podcasts. I mean, other than investing in actual equipment, I hadn't invested in myself or my education at all. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So you did that, which is scary in itself, right? And then yeah. you had to change your prices. I really want to get into your jewelry, but you you had to go through some hard things. You had to learn how to price. Mm -hmm. um, was that hard for you, scary? Tell us a little bit how that felt. I kind of just did it with like blinders on. I was like, okay, the coaches are saying I have to do this, so I'm just going to do it. And we're just going to get it done and I'm not going to look at it. So I printed it and then I put it away and I was like, I'm not going to look at it until I have a client because it scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the chat here and a lot of people, cause we're, we're, we're filming this live. Um, a lot of people are saying, I wish I had a husband like that. I wish I had support like that. Like Tabitha, just, can I just ask you, what if your husband would have said, don't do it, baby, quit, do something else. What would you have done? I'm just curious. I think it would have been a lot harder for me, but I think I would have done the work to save up the money by myself and still done it, honestly. I 
yeah, I really wanted to. And so him saying it was okay was just, you know, weight lifted off my shoulders. But yeah. even without it, I still knew I wasn't making any progress. So it might have taken me a bit longer to save up the money, but I was going to do it either way, honestly. I love that. I love that. So you got through pricing, you trusted the process. All right. Then you learned how to talk to people because we teach you that before we teach you marketing, because if you generate leads and you don't know how to talk to people, you what's what good is it? Right. You could get a ton mm -hmm. of leads, but then you're not booking them. So when you learned that you learned the seven B's of the first phone conversation, was that hard for you? That was very hard for me. Okay. I have a lot of anxiety and I'm normally a people person, but being on the phone when I can't see the person, that just gives me so much anxiety. So that was hard, but I, I mean, I wanted to trust the process. I knew I had to do this. And again, it, it made sense in my head. Obviously you're going to get better leads and generate more income or generate more leads if you're actually talking to them instead of just emailing back and forth. So like in my head, it made sense for yeah. sure, but I had a lot of anxiety going into it. So but I got through it and I had a lot of support in the program of people helping me out and, you know, practicing calls with me before I got on with a client. And that was super helpful. Yeah. What I always say is it's not hard to do at all. It's like literally just talking to people, but it is, it can be hard to learn it so that it's in your subconscious. Do you think that's accurate to say? Like once you know it, yes. you know it. Yeah. No, I, I still use a script sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're not unconsciously competent yet. Like, you know that you still need this the the checklist to go through. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Then, then marketing and you. we actually worked with you when we were working with you. You went out and you got a client and you photographed the client, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you've gotten clients different ways. Can you just share a little bit about that? Some through the network and some through the activities we taught. Yeah, I, I got a couple through networking, um, honestly, networking some of my husband's um, co-workers. And that was where I got my first my first Julie. Um, and then I've done several um, marketing tactics that you've taught me. And that's how I've gotten the past several. And, and listen, yeah. to everyone listening, we teach something called Kevin Bacon. It's a verb, right? We make Kevin Bacon a verb. You all remember Kevin Bacon. But there was a, somebody did a study that like you can, any one person can get to any other person in the whole world through six or seven connections, like seven degrees of separation or maybe six degrees of separation. So we teach, we, we taught Tabitha like to Kevin Bacon, your network, and you guys can all do that. You look at who knows somebody who knows somebody who needs, who has a need that we're fulfilling. So there are people in your lives that you're not even considering as clients who are just there needing you. So I love it, Tabitha. So you got this client, you did this first session and um, I want to get to the presentation because I know that is, I know that fear of, of the ordering appointment and being pushy and salesy holds back more photographers than anything else. Right? So what, what was your mindset going into that? I was terrified if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um, but as the sales appointment just kept going um they knew what they wanted and so i showed them what we had talked about before and they loved all of it and they got several pieces including an album and at the end i just internally i was screaming i was like the numbers are still going up they're still loving everything they haven't said anything negative they haven't freaked out about the price when i showed it to them they looked and they were like okay we'll need to do a payment plan and i was like that's totally fine 
we signed the paperwork, they put a down payment and they walked away really happy. And I literally sat there for probably 10 minutes afterward because we were at a coffee shop and I was just staring at the paperwork. Like I just went from charging $150 to having my first Julie that was over 3000. I just need that to sink in a minute. That is crazy. That is crazy and amazing. Was this a family session? No, it was actually a couple session. It was a young couple that I did their engagement photos. They needed wedding invitations. They needed photos for their wedding website. And they wanted to make an album that doubled as their guest book. So I wasn't even photographing the wedding. I was just doing an engagement session for two couples that I went to high school with. Whoa. Okay, so this is insane. So here's a girl who was like, feeling pretty stoked that she went from $50 to $150 and then realized, okay, that is not getting me. It is a bridge to nowhere is what I call it. And then you, you follow a system and you're like sitting with someone, which is horrified anyway. Did you have like the sweaty armpits? Were you like trying to keep your arms down? <laughs> I had a jacket that I was kind of hiding in. <laughs> I always do that. I'm like, all right. It's, I always talk about the duck on the ocean or on the lake little pond there's not a duck on the ocean on this smooth pond just smoothly going across the pond and under the water like its little legs are freaking out I always just picture that because I know you on the outside probably were so calm and on the inside you, you hear those voices and you're like be quiet I'm listening <laughs> yeah that's pretty accurate actually yeah um so talk a little more about the voice like the conversation when they walked away that you were having in your mind what were you saying to yourself I honestly, I kept saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, did they actually just do that? And then after, you know, thinking about it more and I'm like, they loved all of it. And I was like, okay, I can do this again. If I've done it once, I can do this again. Did you have the feeling of, I bet they're going to call and cancel. They can't really mean this. On it, yes. I, I went home and told my husband, I'm like, I'm just waiting for that call. It's going to happen. I just know it, but it never did. Oh, because I know for me when I first started, I because I, I created the process and I was like, surely this isn't really real. It took me several to realize like, no, they're really happy. Like you said in your mind, you're like, but I know they're happy. They weren't like freaking out and trying to get out of there, you know, so they could secretly text you. Like, doesn't that feel, didn't you feel worthy and so good as a photographer? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I had my phone by me for like three days, just waiting for that phone call or something and oh. it never came. And then when I finally delivered their artwork, they were just gushing on it and how much they loved it. And I actually got to go to the wedding and see the album that we had created for them. And it was just, that is it was a whole thing. It was amazing. So do you live in a, in a wealthy area? I'm curious. There is a bit of mixed. Um, I live in a port city, so it, it's a decent sized city, but honestly, most of the clients that I work with, we're in a smaller town outside of the big city. So not really. And are your friends and family all wealthy? No, not I mean, at all. you got this through someone you knew who like probably isn't making, you know, trust fund baby, right? Like they're normal people. Yeah, they're, they're normal people <laughs> for sure. And a young couple who had just graduated high school a couple years ago. So that is amazing. This is my favorite question. Like after you took that couple minutes staring at the order form, <laughs> who did you tell and what did they say? I wanted to tell everyone, literally. I texted my husband, 
actually, no, I waited and called him because I wanted to, to hear his voice. But I told my family, um, who I'm, I'm very close with my siblings and my family, and my little brother, who I love so much. He's my biggest type person even today. But he, he told me, he's like, I honestly thought you were crazy when you told me what you were doing in this program. But I see now it's working and I'm so proud of you. And that just broke my heart, honestly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's TD Jakes talks about the giraffe and the turtle and, and he's a turtle, right? The turtles want to keep you safe. They can't see what we see as tall giraffes. They, but then he said, wow, I see it now. I couldn't see it the way you did before. What did your husband say? I knew I it. Think we, <laughs> honestly, yes. He just said, I'm not surprised. He's like, I knew you could do it. And I think we might've, you know, held hands and jumped around the living room a little bit. <laughs> Girl, I love that. I love that. Who listening would like to experience that moment where you had all of that disbelief in yourself and then you actually did it. You did something hard. I mean, you did several hard things, right? You learned to price. You had to go through the seven Bs. You had to talk to people. You had to sit with them. I mean, I, there's a lot of fear there. Like, what if they don't like it? What if they're mad? What if they're not happy? There's so, you feel really naked that first time. Oh, I feel, yeah. And then each time you realize that's the best part. I mean, can you talk about that evolution? You've had several more Julies since then. Like, how have you changed with each Julie? I'm mostly I, the confidence has just grown with each client. And so I'm not, I'm no longer internally screaming that the price is still going up. I now understand and realize my own value and worth. And so I can sit there and say like, this is, you know, what you're going to get. And everyone's like, okay, I love this. And honestly, the best part has been afterwards getting to deliver the artwork to the families and just seeing them so excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I had one couple whose pet passed away two weeks after the session we had. So I got to deliver artwork, big portraits of their two pets. And she almost started crying, which then almost made me start crying. And they were just so excited about it. That is so, that is so beautiful. And contrast that with how you felt giving, putting up an online gallery, like you put your heart and soul into it and then you get no love back. That's how I look yeah. at it. No, I used to get like, a, a back when I was doing online galleries, I might get a text with a couple of emojis being like, oh my gosh, I love it. But now I actually get to deliver it to them in person and actually hear their feedback and where they want to put it. And they just start dreaming like, oh my gosh, it's going to look amazing over here. And I can actually see their faces lighting up when they see the artwork for the first time. Yeah. Which is so different. Yeah. Or, or sending it, putting it on my gallery and getting crickets, like not even a thank you. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. I love that. I love that you're now not doing that. Like, would you ever go back to doing that again? No, absolutely not not worth it yeah tell me one about this too because this was a surprise to me when i started charging more and offering products what about the clients like because i know i've heard from a lot of students who have done online or just give digital files they'll stay up all night and work and give 300 images and then people are like can you move the heads on these four and can you change this can you move the building can you change the color of the building and all these high maintenance things and they're they're way more difficult at least i think like how have you found your boutique clients to be honestly just the way you described um people just they're not as picky they they understand the value of what they're getting and they already love what i'm offering 
I put together the options of what I think will look best on the walls. And nine times out of 10, they're like, I want that right there. And yeah. that's it. Because they see it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody has said, well, I'm not going to pay this because you're, you're so young. <laughs> no. Really? No, honestly, I've had a couple that were impressed with my age. And actually one client that I worked with who runs her own business, she was like, how old are you again? I was like, oh, I'm 24. 24 years old. That just gave me chili bumps all over because you know what to say and you're articulate and you're leading them down the path. What about from a time perspective, comparing the time you're spending where you're only editing and retouching what they order versus when you were doing it for everything. Because I know a lot of people say, well, but it takes more time, but does it really? No, no. I used to a lot back when I was digital files, I used to a lot two weeks and I would be, I would be editing almost daily in those two week period. Now I still tell them two weeks so that I can have some off time in between, but I am not editing all day, all night. I set hours and I get it done and it'll take me like a day or two to set up to edit, to put together their presentation, all of it. So no, it is, it does not take as long at all. I love that. And share the, the most recent exciting news about the J-O-B. Last month, I officially quit my part-time job and I'm now a full boutique photographer, a full-time boutique photographer. Oh my gosh, you're living your dream of making your own schedule, have being able to do what you want so that one day you can have those kiddos that you want and, and grow the family and not have to go to a job. Like, how are you feeling about yourself right now? Cause that's a hard decision too. It was a hard decision, but it was also easy. Once we kind of looked at the numbers, we're like, I'm actually losing money by spending my time at this job. than what I could be putting in towards my business. So we were like, okay, it's time. Like that's, that's all you needed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm so excited and I, I have so much more time to spend with my family, to do things with my pets, to actually, we're, we're planning on moving soon. So now I get to like decorate a home and just be the, the housewife that I also wanted to be while still running my own business. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, Tabitha. And I just can't wait to see what amazing things you do next. And um, I wish you just always, I'm cheering for you and wish you the best. So thank you for being here and sharing your story. I know you've inspired so many people. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thanks, Tabitha. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the new episode of the Worth Every Penny Joycast all the way to the end. So I'm celebrating that you are an action taker. Listen, don't stop here though. Keep the momentum going and make it a priority to listen to the Joycast every week. Every Tuesday, I publish a new episode. That's right. Every Tuesday, we get to sit with each other and hang out. Follow the Joycast to get notified when a new episode is ready for you. Thanks for listening.